I think we're witnessing in real time is that this kind of awakening is really happening on a global scale. And mm-hmm. that um, current events have led everybody into kind of these questions. And even I think the silver lining of the whole pandemic in this past chapter has been that um, when we're confronted with so much instability, uncertainty in the world, that kind of shatters our own um, baselines. We inevitably uh, want to grow and need to grow. And those who resist it will just have experienced more pain and those who really embrace it will find a new life and a, and a new opening and um, the flowering of their own beingness and what they're really wanting to do to create more joy um, and uh, compassion in their own lives. Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. <laughs> Designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation. So I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening and tuning in to another Fearless and Successful show. I am tuning in from Stockholm, as you know, and I have a friend coming in. I'm not sure because we didn't actually talk about where you are on your vacation, but originally from LA, I have dear friend Peter Paywan Shao coming in. (laughs) Welcome. Hi, everybody. Hello from San Clemente, which is about an hour and a half south of Los Angeles, where I normally live. Uh, It's a beautiful beach town. Amazing. Wow. San Clemente. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, You know what? Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation uh, while you are vacationing. And I know that surfing and beach is more and more attractive than having a conversation but i i just want to say that i'm so so deeply grateful no i'm grateful to be able to share my experience strength and hope with you and all your listeners all our listeners yes and i and i just want to before we dive deep into i just want to say um that why uh, am i so intrigued to actually invite you to this conversation so for all of you listening me and peter met at mind valley university this uh, summer in Tallinn, and we haven't had the chance to properly connect but then then i actually realized that he has such a incredible business that I actually don't know the industry. I don't know much about it. And when I started to kind of explore and the geek that I am about the things that he's doing, I was so intrigued and I felt so inspired by, by his story when we got on a call. 
And um, Peter is actually a creator of Immortal Studios. And um, yeah, I, I don't want to tell too much, but really what inspires me is how you actually take um, all these things uh, around mar martial arts and heroes into a mission and how you created the whole purpose around that and um, what is all the fantasy novels and what is actually your father, what was your father's legacy. Um, so yeah, I want you, I want us to start there. Like how, how did the vision came out for Immortal Studios? Well, you, you know, the, the process of creating this company and our interconnected storyverse is something that I would say it's been happening throughout my entire life. Because I was born into this genre of entertainment known as wuxia, as the martial hero genre that have, you know, spawned and inspired projects and films and stories that people may be familiar with, like Cobra Kai or Star Wars or The Matrix or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, even John Wick or a lot of the anime titles, Naruto, um, Dragon Ball Z, they all come from this tradition known as wuxia. And um, because my father is one of the top creators in the genre, I was born into this kind of mystical, magical reality where people learn to become heroes from their ordinary states. And that's always been a very inspiring arc in my life. And I think it really informed me, the choices that I made as a young person, um, my vocational choices. And of course, um, being a Chinese kid who grew up in America, grew up in Hollywood actually, eventually you would have to consider going into the entertainment business. So it's kind of a collusion of what I was born with and also the industry that I was inspired to join. It was you know, the coming together of these two loves in my life, two major threads, but um, something happened to me as an adult, which is I really connected with the ideas behind the genre, um, which is about self-transformation and cultivation. And then a series of events led me to actually live that life as a practitioner, beginning about 20 years ago from working with organizations like the Shaolin Temple, where the original um, mythology of Kung Fu was born. I had a chance to really understand and appreciate the genre for what it has always been, which is an inspiration for everybody to become the heroes of their own choosing. When I had that very, very deep realization of what the genre is, um, I began to really respect it in a completely different way. And then from that, a desire to, um, to kind of be a, a conduit for reintroducing the genre to now a global audience through um, also the inspiration of companies that have done it very well, such as um, Marvel that's created the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I wanted to do um, something that was audacious, which is bringing together all the various influences ever in the genre and then building an interconnected world in a way that anybody who's looking for inspiration, looking for heroes can look to one of these characters that we're birthing uh, as their conduit to become the best version of themselves. And, you know, that was the genesis of Immortal Studios. Um, and I'm just really delighted that the company has now been successfully launched. We just finished the first um, major milestone, which is the completion of the first major four titles 
of our interconnected universe and being able to launch a Comic-Con. So it's a big dream come true. And uh, we're still very early in the process. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing the story. And I, and I was thinking like, wow, you already like achieved so much. And um, I'm thinking that's probably because you had such a legendary role model in your father as a, as someone who really created Fuxia. And, and also, also I'm thinking, how has that, like, maybe that was an inspiration, but also has that, what, what, came to my mind has that that ever been also kind of a pitfall my father did this incredible work I need to you know kind of uh, perform uh, in the same way was that in any way kind of a setback or it was always a motivation to be that hero and to be the hero of your own journey Well, I think because my father, um, he actually did not encourage me to follow his footsteps. So it wasn't something that, frankly, I was wanting to do. And it wasn't something I planned to do. In fact, um, me going into the entertainment industry was a decision that I made. And in fact, my earliest movies and the things that I did as a producer and entertainment executive and founder had nothing to do with his body of work. Um, that would come later. So I didn't have those kind of pressures because I wasn't really swimming in the same lane with my father, but there is some generational pressures because um, now there is because, you know, my grandfather was a very well-known military general who, you know, fought, who protected China against a lot of the onslaughts of the Second World War. Wow. So he's a real bona fide warrior. And my father now a celebrated creator in this, also in this martial genre. So for me, it almost feels like I'm going into the family business, but because I didn't plan on doing that, I didn't have a lot of the pressures. Um, but now the kind of the pressures are there. I wouldn't say the pressure, but I would say the weight of responsibility because mm -hmm. I consider myself a, um, an authentic lineage holder. You know, it's like something that was given to me. It's not just something my father created. It's a, it's a, it's a heritage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a whole body of understanding. It's a tradition that has gone on for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. um, so to be kind of given the opportunity to carry forth that tradition, I think is, a, is both an honor and a responsibility. And that's something I take very lightly. Wow, I love this is so I love the consciousness and awareness of that like it, it is a, um, a privilege and an honor to actually uh, to carry on that that mission and, and heritage. Wow, so beautiful. Um, tell me, I'm curious what you know, you've been very successful in the entertainment industry. What made you decide to pivot and to kind of step into to the role of a CEO and creator of Immortal Studios? Um, well, you know, my first career was actually in politics. Um, wow, yeah. so much multidimensional. <laughs> Love it. Yes, I think because of this martial influence, my father raised me to be uh, a servant of the people. Yeah. He always inspired me. So I think and my earliest awareness of that, to be able to serve on scale and amass, you know, politics was a good path. And in fact, in my 20s, I was on my way to being, to running for office here in California after, I think, having some really early successes in the political world. Then I had a realization that 
despite working for senators or mayors, you know, who were politically very powerful people, I felt more powerless working in politics because I realized that this wasn't a place where you actually change people's minds and thinking. It was just modifying behavior. Um, and that began kind of, kind of a deep, deeper inquiry into what changes minds and how changes come about. And then the realization that culture and stories was the way into people's hearts. And if, and, if, and if they can trust you with the stories that you tell, maybe there's a chance to share something inspiring, share something different. And that's where change happens. So when I had that realization, I pivot, I decided to pivot um, my political career into being that of a creator and working in the entertainment business. And, and after going into the business, I realized in order to protect my creations and my visions, it wasn't enough that just I was going to be a storyteller because ultimately it's a very expensive business. It's also, um, you have a lot of different cooks in the kitchen. And the mm. only way to really protect my vision was to be a CEO and ultimately run my own company. So it was an evolution of all of those things that I began to take seriously my journey as a founder and my CEO. And this is, you know, this is, I think it's my seventh or eighth venture now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love this. On that founder journey. And now all of it has been put together where I can, I can't say comfortably, but I can confidently um, feel very um, well positioned and well prepared now to lead a global entertainment studio um, to achieve these objectives. Yeah, it sounds like that was like kind of a natural evolvement of, of who you are right now and how you serve people. I think that that's the real hero's journey. Like it starts with initiation and then it goes around and you come home and it feels like when you said like, I'm comfortable here and also confident, it feels yeah. like, oh, I landed home. So I'm excited to actually follow your journey and see where this will take um but I would love to know what was some of the. I'm very curious to to see where this goes too. <laughs> right, it's super super fun um, that you know you didn't have the intention, but the, your own journey kind of got you here, and it feels I can feel that you are um, kind of very motivated and excited to share that that. Um, mission um with the world and serve people to to create those inspirations and um yeah, guide yeah. people right to to that the idea that well look those are really big words and you know um i hope that i mean first first and foremost i think these stories have to be entertaining and engaging mm. because if you don't have that you don't have anything and the medium of storytelling and entertainment i i'm constantly reminded is that First of all, we have to offer a compelling, uh, creative, aesthetic, emotional experience for people. And on top of that, if we're able to do that, then I think we're able to share some other things, some other inspirations. But um, judging ourselves by the stories that we've told so far, I think we have done that, the first part of it. And now we're leaning into the inspirational parts of what makes heroes and the kind of the arduous journey that we all have to undergo in order to become that. And this is a journey that I've traveled with my own life. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I I, I feel a, I want to know more know, about that hero world. journey. <laughs> I feel there is something that we can go yeah. deep into it. Tell, tell me where. Yeah, all, where all of our heroes. Hero. I'm sorry, if you could repeat the, the last yeah. question. I feel that we can go uh, deep with with this your story, and, and you mentioned like everyone's hero's journey is um, is transformational. So, what was that for you? Why do you feel such a big pull to to be here where you are right now? Well, that's a that's kind of a mystery of a lifetime, right? But I would say that for me, it was kind of prenatal. I always knew that um, there was a big reason for, there's a big mission that I was here to, here to fulfill. I just didn't know exactly what it was, but I felt its tug. And, um, and as I matured as a person and really kind of entered the spiritual journey, I started to realize that uh, that was ultimately in order to serve this greater mission outside, I first had to be authentic to my own internal journey. And, um, you know, I thought it would take longer, but it ended up taking me my entire life to even to get to this point. <laughs> so, and it remains a mystery, this hero's journey. But I did know that before I can awaken the hero in everybody through our storytelling, I had to do that with myself and um and and that's been the journey of a lifetime to learn to be a ceo from having never had the experience um learning to produce movies learning to finance movies learning to, the technology part of it and learning to really say yes to these big audacious goals that 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 i had but without really knowing how they were going to accomplish now having done that multiple times now i could see that wow, I've really, um, I have to say I'm proud of myself. Mm. Yes. I'm proud of myself for, for, for not giving up. Tell, when you say this, for not giving up, so tell me about the struggles and what were the challenges that you needed to overcome to, to come here? Well, first, I mean, the, the, the struggle, the you know, this is a, um, I think any dream has a lot of different moving parts and, and the prospect of launching a entertainment studio that is very, very time consuming. It's incredibly capital intensive. And it also has a lot of different moving parts from creators, from media. So it, it, it really, literally, if I really thought, it's just something that I didn't think was, what's the word? There's so many times when when the future just looked bleak because this is a this is it's just like a it's like a 20 year project. And at every turn of the way, uh, while I'm learning different pieces of how this machinery gets put together, there's just been so many different challenges. There's been so many times where I was literally down to not even having the resources to buy a cup of coffee and not knowing how I was going to pay my staff how my employees were gonna get paid, my vendors were gonna get paid or you know, dealing with major setbacks where I had to shut down companies, um, 
you know, things falling through the cracks. It was just almost, it was a, an incessant number of challenges which had to be overcome and then again and, and again and again and again and again. Um, until I basically woke up one day and became, and just realized that I'd become unstoppable in confronting all these different challenges. So today, I don't have this um, belief that things will get easier, but I do have the awareness that I am unstoppable. <laughs> wow. I love that. Wow, wow, wow. Definitely. Um, I can feel that and conviction in that statement. Um, it's so powerful. Peter, tell me, like, when you, and thank you for sharing. I think it's very important to, to, to be honest about these things because we entrepreneurs, we found ourselves in a situation like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to pay my staff and let, let, like, you know, not having the money to buy a coffee. Um, what kept you going? Like, what was this like, hack? Uh, I'm waking up in the morning. I know it's going to be a shitty day, but I'm going to keep on persevering. What was that thing, a thought or a thing that kept you moving forward? I think um, for me is because when I had the realization that this was a soul commitment. Mm. And I think when, when that was very clear to me at the outset that this was a soul mission, that I'm not here just to make a living, I'm not here just to make an artistic creation, I'm not here to, to make money or to, to, make a, to, to earn a living or to create a good job. I was here to fulfill something that I felt deeply called to. So mm. how can you say no to your own soul? You just, I don't know how you could do that. So in, in a way, I've, I've often described my journey as, as an entrepreneur, as an, as an affliction. An affliction, which means that it's just something I'm inflicted with. And it's something that is so deep inside that I cannot say no to. Yes. So, like, yeah, wow. You so, no you don't, the there is a, uh, so I feel the, do it. So, there is a pull, there is no force, there is no push, there is a, there is a natural flow going through this. Is that what you are saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily flow, but it's completely self-directed motivation. Mm. Like I couldn't, the, the drive, the, it was just very, very clear. And I think for me, it was just to, um, you know, I think what makes me an entrepreneur is this dedication to that inner calling. Mm. And because it was so clear for me, there was no walking away. Um, that's not... That's not to say it's been easy or a journey that's been frankly understandable by a lot of my, my friends and peers, even my family members have often, even my father, um, toward the end of his life, he, he said, I was his hero because I, because I, per, I persevered. Mm. And to be able to have my father tell me that was like, a, it, was a, it was a big moment for me because I, I knew when he said it, he meant it. Wow, <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Wow, such a special moment. Um, I just want to go back what you said to what makes me an entrepreneur is my dedication to the inner calling. 
I think that's so powerful and definitely tweetable. And for people, and you mentioned also soul commitment for people. And I know that we talked about it and you mentioned it, you did a lot, you know, basically you were born into this spiritual work. Um, but for mm-hmm. someone who didn't do so much of a spiritual work and they don't understand what soul commitment is and that that is just what your inner calling, your mission, you're meant to do that. How can you explain to that to someone? Well, I don't, I don't think it, first of all, has to be that heady. But to go back to, I was born into this tradition, this creative literary tradition. I was not born into a spiritual tradition. I was not born into a conscious way of living, of being. But I think because these ideas were such part of these stories, that they're a part of the cultural experience, but it would be many, many years until I would be conscious of the of my own journey as a spiritual being. So, 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 just want to make that distinction. Um, and and I think learning about my own spirit and learning the practices of cultivation was what gave me the perseverance and the strength to continue forth. Um, so, I would say the soul calling. So I think we can really get into heady things, but I think it's. At any given time, any person, I think we always have, we're always aware of our inner calling and voice. It could be a very small voice. It could be a voice that we're used to shutting down or not listening to, but in our moments of clarity, we always know it. So I do believe that is inherent in everybody, in all the humans I've, I've had conversations with. If, if you can go quiet enough, you know, and, and people do have this awareness of the thing that, that is unique to them, that little voice. Um, and, and I think for me, it's just when I really listened to that voice and I became aware of, I became aware of it, I couldn't unhear it. My life would just be utterly um, too painful if I didn't follow that. Yeah, wow. We're always aware of our inner voice. Um, I definitely agree with that. And everyone has that um, mission and and calling. Um, I do believe that. And what you said, we might not hear it all of the time. And it's different. Yeah. Yeah, or we may not give ourselves permission to hear it. But if you really were to just sit down and be present with yourself, I think it's pretty easy. Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, silence and, and presence. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. And just intuition. Yes, 100%. I, I wish we would have like more time to, the, to, I love to talk about intuition and all this stuff, because this is my jam. And people know that I'm so obsessed with that. And it's such a beautiful and big part of my work. Um, but here's the thing that I'm really curious about. You know, in all these stories, we of course have heroes and we have villains. And when we talk about inner calling and mission and, and, you know, one having a purpose of saving the world and one having a purpose of destroying the world, what is your point of view on that? Like that polarity that we have evil and good or bad or good or whatever that is. I'm not saying that that's true, but how do you see that? that you know, we might have the the light work to do, but there is also so much dark work or however we want to phrase it. There's also, 
Yeah, the, 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 the shadow work. First of all, there is no light without the darkness, right? So I think the two are, you know, mm. there's always an interplay between dark and light, but if we don't judge them what they are and look mm -hmm. them at their totality, there's actually a really beautiful interplay. You know, we wouldn't be able to appreciate the day daylight if, 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 the, if it hadn't been night. So I think in, in a cosmic sense, um, without judgment, light and darkness are still part of this forever drama. And, and that drama is a mystery, right? It, it really is a mysterious one. Um, but uh, to go back to our moral story verse, like we've designed our villains to be very relatable um, because my view is that we, there aren't really so many absolute blacks and what, you know, light and dark moments that we are kind of a shadow. We're always a gradation in between. And sometimes the villains are just, are beings on their way to becoming transcendent heroes. You know, just think about all the times in, I don't know about your life, Dee, but for me, there, there's, you know, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life and, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who I met along the way were, convinced that I was a villain in their life <laughs> and I might have been yes right but I hopefully wouldn't stay there and that in time and, and given given uh, new lessons that I would improve and get better so that's my view of villains and frankly of of all sentient beings we're always in this process of becoming and um and so so there is no eternal damnation in, in, in the immortal story verse. There's just more understanding, more love and more awareness to be had. Wow, I think this is the mission for the world um, to, to have more understanding and more love and more grace. Um, and what I love what you said, fact, um, everyone is like uh, uh, becoming a transcendent hero um, <laughs> and uh, we all, yeah, probably been villains in someone else's life, um, maybe unknowingly, but we are all working. I think what comes to my mind yeah. is also what you're talking about shadows is um, understanding that there are shadows in each and every one, uh, and we kind of accept them and, and acknowledge mm -hmm. them and not judge them, but really working towards our best selves consciously. Right. Right, and so I can I can see the villain in myself, and I can see, and and I think that with it comes a lot of humility and non judgment, and um, and in fact one of the things that we're really trying to work through in the story verse, the different stories, is just the, the concept of forgiveness, mm -hmm. and being able to turn a new page because. When you started really looking at you know all the different um, wars and this in intractable conflict that goes on like what can you say to somebody who's had who's been you know five generations at war and your enemy might have you know literally killed members of your family or done terrible things like how can you move on like how can you turn the page on that how can you not see the other these people as anything other than enemies you know i think there's a lot of root causes to that and we're really we're really trying to unpack what does it take to turn the page? Because I think that's the story of humanity. In this world, when we have I also, with, with, with I, I think 
what I would love to kind of uh, give uh, maybe a um, an invitation to our listeners is because we are kind of uh, maybe the world is dealing is dealing with fear and you know we you know some people might think yeah but there is a war going on and we will never forgive these people how can we start to have that forgiveness in our hearts and how can we actually be more forgiving to to people and understand that that is not their choice but yeah or maybe what is your point of view (laughs) well you know for me i think before anything happens at the societal level it has to happen in our own lives so i think it's really simple which is um for it starts with the individual. Before we can change societies, we have, to, we have to reach individuals separately. So I think ultimately transformation is a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very personal decision for each person to hatch within their own minds and hearts and lives. And to the degree that you're able to actually do that in your own life, then there's a lot of forgiveness. There's a lot of humility when we look at our own lives you know, all the, the greatness and also the, the, the shortcomings, the challenges, because I think all of our lives are, are, it's an amalgamation of all of those things. When we really come to home with our own experience, we have to, we reach a place where we have to forgive ourselves and, and, and people close to us who might have failed us or in, in whatever ways. And if you do that, and if you do that deeply, I believe that it, it humbles us and it causes us to have a different lens on the other. And from that place, I think, um, you know, larger opportunities are possible. So I go back to a very, very simple place, you know, before you can preach from the mountaintop, you have to have those lived experiences. So I think of something as very intimate and a very personal and private. And um, in crafting the heroes and the characters, we kind of bring, want to bring that richness so people can really savor that in their own lives and, and hopefully through the characters that they follow, have some of these real insights and experiences for, to evaluate what they want to do. Mm. Yeah, w- wow. What, what, regardless of, of what is going on in the world, what I really want to, to point, point out as a takeaway of this conversation is always that that reflection um if something is actually triggering us in others it is time to kind of uh be more self-aware why is this showing up in our life yeah. and why is but this uh, convinced yeah. that somebody is absolutely yeah if you're convinced that somebody is absolutely evil without redemption without you know redeeming values or blah 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 that's just really cause to really stop and think Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes <laughs> amazing wow it, it opens so much uh, of perspective when you know that it is I think it's always a choice um, mm-hmm. and what you said it is an intimate uh, decision to to be in this yeah. transformation it's, it's one of the Yes, you know, and, and that's just, that's the journey, right? Hmm. That's the real journey. And we always have a choice to, to take on the journey and to, to ride it. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, in a way, we have no choice because by being alive, we're already on that journey. Mm, right? Yes. Wow. And change is always kind of, inevitable. Kind of like people that are kind of making it really, really hard for themselves yeah. is that they are trying to avoid the change and that transformation that's going to happen around them. Um, and then if you don't try that, it's just like you are self-sabotaging and um, you might just go and play the game. Well, I think, um, you know, something that I fully, I think we're witnessing in real time is that this kind of awakening is really happening on a global scale. And mm -hmm. that um, current events have led everybody into kind of these questions. And even I think the silver lining of the whole pandemic in this past chapter has been that um, when we're confronted with so much instability, uncertainty in the world, that kind of shatters our own um baselines we inevitably uh want to grow and need to grow and those who resist it will just have experienced more pain and those who really embrace it will find a new life and a, and a new opening and um the flowering of their own beingness and what they're really wanting to do to create more joy um and uh compassion in their own lives so much yes to that so much yes and i also want to add that we are also realizing that there is no limitations there is no borders that we are truly one and um i think whoever is kind of avoiding the unity is is really like isolating themselves and that can be very very you know yeah. painful it could be painful and and i think what's unique about this moment and i think the immortal approach is that i think popular culture and popular entertainment is is the most ubiquitous form of communication today you know it's not news I think uh, organized religion and co corporations, companies, there's only so much that they can do. And mm -hmm. we're also in a situation where the world needs to come together fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of national interest and borders which are complicating issues. But if at the level of story and popular culture um, that are cr creating really the mythology of our times that this kind of knowledge hopefully can spread very quickly and, and touch people's lives at scale in a way that um, other types of communication or influence cannot. Yes. Wow. And I want to end, end up here because you said it's so beautiful. Um, the intention is so pure and it is meant to heal this, this world. I, I love this. Peter, um, if people want to follow you, your journey with Mortal Studios and your personal journey, what is the best place to take them? To, to follow us on social media, um, mm -hmm. I think we're gonna put the handles on. So if you just follow our, follow us on, on Instagram for Immortal Wuxia and personally on, I am on Instagram as Ancient Futurist. Um, I would just invite uh, your listeners to be part of this journey and we really believe in interactivity so we put out a lot of information about the different happenings at Immortal Studios through our social handles. Yeah. Co-creation and elevation. <laughs>
I want to end up this with just saying that I um, am deeply, deeply grateful for your work and kind of a perspective. I, I, I have to say that I didn't have an idea what this genre is about and you just shedding the light on it and just kind of a captivating how important it is to to have that as a media out there in the world um how much we can we can actually help people to to come together through your work thank you peter this is so it's incredible well thank you for um for also believing in the aims of immortal and follow all the great work that you do yeah so um, <laughs> I, when I, whenever I see people like you and, and, and many of, you know, our friends, I think of uh, the concept of Avengers uniting that we have, we are real life heroes who kind of stared into the abyss of our own lives and have become better versions of ourselves. And now we're joining forces. Oh, for sure. I love <laughs> that. Wow, this is such a great vision. Well, you know what, if not before next year in Tallinn, um, if we don't see each other, I'm, I'm sure we're going to cook up something, um, something that's going to help to elevate the world and consciousness and, and bring more that's love and compassion and, and, uh, and compassion. And until then, oh, yes, I'm just super excited and, and super proud that we get to do this work. Thank you for having me as a guest and blessings. Thank you. Speak soon. <laughs>Thank you so 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 much you beautiful soul for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode i know you could be doing a gazillion other things and i don't take this lightly i really truly deeply appreciate your time and your support and if you love this episode please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.